Hey everyone, it's Greg Campion here. Welcome to another episode of Intentional Wisdom. My guest today is the one and only Kat Cole. Kat currently serves as the President and Chief Operating Officer of Athletic Greens, one of the pioneering companies behind the foundational nutrition movement. Before joining Athletic Greens in late 2021, Kat had an almost unbelievably impressive career in the consumer brand space, first quickly rising through the corporate ranks at the Hooters restaurant franchise, where actually at a very young age, she was tasked with managing the expansion of that company into many new international markets. And later on, she took the role of chief operating officer and president at Focus Brands, where she was responsible for managing brands including Cinnabon, McAllister's Deli, Moe's Southwest Grill, Carvel, and many more. Kat has spoken about her background and leadership principles on other podcasts, and I would encourage you to listen to those, and I'll link to some of my favorites in the show notes. But in this conversation, Kat and I talk specifically about Athletic Greens. It's no secret that I am a massive fan of the product, uh, and to be honest, some parts of this episode almost come off sounding like an advertisement. But I was very curious about the opportunity that Kat sees with Athletic Greens, both from a health and wellness perspective and how it's impacting lives, but also from a branding perspective and where she expects the the company to go in the future. Um, Before we dive in, just a quick reminder to please subscribe to the Intentional Wisdom newsletter, which hits inboxes every other Thursday. That is where I'm sharing the best of what I'm learning on careers, habits, motivation, physical and mental health, you name it from people just like Kat. So that's enough rambling for me. Let's get into my conversation with Kat Cole. All right, Kat Cole, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I am so psyched to have you. Um, It's funny, when I was kind of just doing the original groundwork for this podcast late last year, um, I came up with my kind of list of dream guests and dream to- dream topics to talk about. Um, one of my dream guests was you uh, and to, to have you on to talk about leadership. I've been really inspired by uh, a lot of the work that you've done over the course of your career. And um, and I've heard you on some of my favorite uh, podcasts, um, you know, talk about some of the lessons that you learned. So you were a dream guest, but also kind of funny enough, one of the my dream topics was to do an episode on athletic greens. Um, I'm a massive fan and a user of the product and a huge believer in uh, whatever you want to call it, micronutrition or foundational nutrition. Um, And so when I saw your post in December 2021 um, that you were uh, taking on the role of president and chief operating officer at at athletic greens, I was like, oh my gosh, worlds colliding. (laughs) I have to get, well, actually I was, I had two reactions. One was, um, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is going to be the per- perfect podcast episode. My second reaction was, oh no, everyone in the world's going to want to talk to Kat now. So I was like, this is never going to happen. So anyways, thank you. Thank you. I'm super grateful to, uh, to have you here and to do this. Um, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what I want to talk about is, is in that original article, uh, that you, uh, posted, uh, on your Substack, talking about joining Athletic Greens, um, you you talked about your rationale for doing so, and and I just want to read back to you your own statement, if that's okay. Um, you said, uh, "I'm joining a brand I love, a business model I believe in, a mission that inspires me, and a founder team and community that make me want to be all in." Um, 
first of all, that makes me want to like bust through a brick <laughs> wall and I'm, it's not, it's not even me, but, but let's, let's, let's take some of those pieces like one at a time um, and talk about the rationale. So let's start with the team and the founder. I'm curious, you know, what was it about athletic greens that was so attractive? Yeah. To you? Well, I started advising uh, Chris, the founder and CEO a year ago. And, and so there were a few things. One, it was just so clear that he was purely mission driven, uh, Mm. A mission around empowering millions of people on a health ownership journey. It wasn't even about the product or the specific thing right now. It was his own lived experience uh, himself, as well as his parents, his friends and family. And, you know, it's hard to beat these incredibly authentic, I'm solving my own problem, founder stories. Yeah, it's just yeah, deeply, yeah. deeply rooted uh, within the founder and then typically the early team. And so, um, you know, check that box, amazing mission, incredibly authentic, uh, and, and then learning how he had iterated the product over, over many, many years. The product has been iterated 52 times. And I saw that stat and I was kind of astounded by that. I want to, I want to, let's come back to that, but Sarah, keep going. And so this idea of continuous improvement and, and iterated by new research, new ingredients, it gets better in, you know, each iteration in what's in the scoop and how what's in the scoop works together. And, and really over the last, I believe it's seven years, but no price increase. Like we're just like, um, adding mm. quality and mm. adding impact, but trying to keep it all because it is a premium product to something that, um, made sense to a broader group of consumers. And so there was this ethos from the founder, but that showed up in the way the company had grown, that was essentialist, like very simple, um, but powerful in its restraint in that I'm going to sell you a bunch of products. I mean, mm. we have omegas and we have vitamin D and we can talk about why, like why, why those things and why separate and why not an AG1. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but otherwise the hero product was one thing. And I, I was just blown away at how any company much less a physical product company, meaning physical inventory could be bootstrapped, self-funded up to, yeah. you know, 160 million ARR. I mean, that is unbelievable coming off of a hundred percent plus, actually it was closer to 200% year over year growth rate. Like just the math of what needs to be happening for that to be true without external capital, um, was, was also staggering and. And so I was, I, it was refreshing, right? This simple, we're not going to try to sell you more, but wow, we've built something that can fund itself at a certain growth rate and still being incredibly mission driven. Uh, also the founder was because of seeking, you know, advisors around him was clearly on a journey to, to grow himself. It takes a lot of humility and curiosity. Mm. And so I want people around me who can help fill in the gaps, who can help me level up. And, and for a while he did that, of course, with the team that he hired and then with advisors in 2020, 2021 and now beyond. Um, but eventually you put that together, mission driven, uh, continuous improvement, humility and curiosity, but a lot of courage and confidence to go to zig when other people zag. And so as it relates to what struck me about the founder. And then the team that brought that to life over the last few years in particularly um, was, you know, really something very 
intriguing and attractive. I've heard, I've heard Chris, uh, is it Chris Ashenden? Is that how I pronounce mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard Chris on, uh, I think yeah, I've heard him on a couple of podcasts. I heard him most recently on, uh, Anthony Pompliano's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just seems like about the most authentic guy you'll ever meet in your life. And to your point, like on this mission to solve his own problem first. I think I've heard him speak before about some of the trials and tribulations that he's battled in in his own life from depression to to other challenges just growing the business because it's not like Athletic Greens is a is a brand new business today. I mean, he's been working at it for I think a decade plus. So, uh, yeah, I mean that that really I think resonates that that um that idea of of a founder really on a on an absolute mission. I mean, what what would you, how would you actually describe that mission in your own words for the for the company today? I mean, ultimately, from Chris, but for the company, and this may seem odd, but the goal is like happiness to help people be happy. And mm. but what is critical to be happy? Um, you have to have ownership of your health. We think about the moments when we are the most anxious the least happy, the most sad, the most, right? It has to do when the, the thing that enables us the most, our health and the health of our loved ones is diminished. And so this connection between happiness and being able to live a fulfilled life to owning your health, taking ownership of your health is, is kind of it, right? It's like people need to take ownership of their health. Then, then why does anyone need help? Well, None of us have the perfect diet. None of us have the perfect lifestyle. Even if we eat a plate of food at the perfect times of day for our body's function with the perfect amounts, with the perfect (laughs) rainbows on the plate, I'm being very generous, right? Even if we do these things, um, our food is not as nutrient dense as it was many, many Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, We're hurried. We have a greater degree of stressors. We, the, you know, collective, we like us as just people moving through the modern world, we have more stressors. Mm -hmm, We have more mm -hmm. like inputs and, um, you know, work and what we take on from the world in terms of our information diet, like these things put stressors on, on parts of our body that are not often like reflected upon and articulated that then require, even if we could pack in the nutrient density that we once had a hundred years ago or 50 years ago, it's not enough. Like the stressors we're putting on ourselves. So you put all that together. No one has the perfect diet. We're all on a journey. No one has the perfect lifestyle. We're all on a journey. It is difficult to get what we need from the food we have access to alone. And as a company, like some people joke, oh, so they say, you know, don't eat your broccoli and just, <laughs> no, like get rest, get movement, invest in exercise, fulfill your soul with people you love and eat as healthily as you can. And still, we need help supporting most of us, mm-hmm. a nutritional foundation, right? We call the category of foundational nutrition that helps fill in some of those gaps. Some of our customers call it nutritional insurance. Uh, mm. Others call it support for strong and healthy aging. And and so then layer in what has come out in research that is no longer uh, a set of niche beliefs, but part of the common conversation around health and wellness now, the gut 
brain connection, the gut body mm -hmm, connection, mm -hmm. the microbiome, a broader number of people supplementing with probiotics. Maybe you've been on antibiotics in your past and you've heard and seen what that can do, whether it was needed or not, to the gut microbiome, the foods we eat, processed sugars, right? All these things make it more difficult for the digestive system to do its job. And that is sort of the gateway and the portal of um, nutrients, however dense the food is we eat, um, making their way to our body to support our functions. And so you have this collision of realization that we need more, we need better and different. We're all on a journey. We're busy. It's tough. Um, and a lot of us have gut health, gut microbiome, if not issues, opportunities for it to be repaired, healed, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. function more effectively. And these are like North stars, right? We want people to be happy. We believe health ownership is a cornerstone to that. We believe that there is a, our place in the world. There are many things people can do to take ownership of their health, but one of them is investing in their foundational nutrition. And mm. in order to make that a consistent habit, you have to make it easy. Yes. I mean, if I was one of these people, right, who's taking the multivitamins, the probiotics, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. omegas, the vitamin D drops, the greens powders, the the uh, adaptogen teas. You, you must like, listen to Andrew Huberman's podcast because uh, the more I listen to his podcast, the more supplements I buy. But sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's like, but I'm, I just turned 44 mm -hmm. and I have, we're, we are, we are the same vintage, by the way. Well, nice. Yes. Uh, and I have a four and a half year old and a two and a half. Year I old. also have a two year old. Nice. <laughs> I want to live long and strong, right? I want to live with, yeah. And while I can certainly, and am intentional about my diet, as I am getting more serious about consistency of exercise and listening to the thought leaders that are advisors to us, like. Sinclair, like Dr. Peter Atia, like Huberman, right? And trying to mm -hmm. bring their genius into my life in some way. The reality is I want to do what I have control over because there are many things I don't have control over. And one of them is, all right, I'm going to make it easy on myself. So instead of trying to keep up with pills and powders and supplements and probiotics, wow, to take one scoop to give this to people in something that is high quality, like so high quality and tasty enough to make it a habit mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. every day as the first thing I do. And what we want for people is actually what I have experienced, which is I wake mm -hmm. up as a busy mom. Um, the kids are going to be up shortly thereafter. And this is my one minute, one moment for me when it's quiet. I have one life. I have one body. I deserve this one minute. It literally is one minute. And, and it's just so funny. I'm sure you've experienced this. I make better health choices when I have literally started my day with this. Mm -hmm, I'm less mm -hmm. likely to like jam on processed carbs. I'm more likely to drink more water. It's just so interesting when you start your day with that, just like a workout or something else, it compounds into other healthy habits. And, and so not only was that what in one of the many things that inspired me to join because I'm such a, a real customer and a, crazy fangirl of the product and its effectiveness. But, you know, I have parents in their 60s and 70s and I want them to live with strength. And mm. and and this is Chris's mission that I have now adopted, which is without sounding hyperbolic, um, without sounding like I'm a, a part of like a 
wellness cults. <laughs> I'm a part of it too. Yeah. If you're a part of it. It's just like, why would I not? Why, why, why would I not wake up, brush my teeth, come down, drink my AG1 every single day and have that be, that's it. I can throw away my, most of my pills and supplements. So I don't mm -hmm. take a multivitamin mm -hmm. anymore. I don't take a probiotic anymore yep. unless I'm, there's something going on where my um, doctor has advised additional supplementation, but the quality of the ingredients here and the synergistic, like they just work better together. And I yeah. could never remember to take things in the perfect combination. If I'm going to pay for them, if I'm going to take them, of course, I want to take them in the right combination because I want to get my money's worth. I want to get my time's worth. And um, we are passionate about making, taking ownership of your health and investing in your nutritional foundation easy. And because then it's more likely to become a habit. And, and so this, like, I, th this is our mission. Like, these are our truths. This is what we believe about the world. We also believe that the wellness category has become so, like many categories, hypey, vibey. Mm. There's a reason consumers have doubts <laughs> around, does it really work? How do I know? Um, and, and, and there's so much out there. People are just trying to get me to buy more things. And while I do believe in the um, growing trend of specialization and even personalization, we are in a very different place as a company. We mm. are building what are baseline foundational nutrition products for almost everyone. And then, yes, there might be customization for particular needs or particular stages of life, but whether you're 35 or 75, the, the thinking around ingredients and quantity and how they work together and how they benefit the digestive system and invest appropriate nutrients that most people benefit from supplementing with, uh, we think about a much broader group. And so we protect it being vegan and keto friendly and these other things that allow us to make it applicable to the broadest group of people. And then that means some things wouldn't go in it, right? Like omegas because the higher sure, quality sure. omegas are fish oils and it couldn't be vegan. So we we believe omega oils are a part of a critical supplementation. Ah, okay. Okay. Nutrition. But two issues. One, it's best in oil form, and that would be kind mm -hmm. of uh, in a drink, and it wouldn't taste very good. It's very taste affecting, and taste matters for the habit, and it would no longer be vegan. Um, same thing with vitamin D. It's very taste affecting in its highest quality. And in addition, many people supplement because many people are deficient in vitamin D. So even if we put it in here, for most people, it wouldn't be enough. And so, or those who supplement. And so we sell vitamin D separately, omega separately for those reasons. But then we put more probiotics in here. Uh, Chris added adaptogens many years ago before it was a thing, right? Because mm. in combination, it is helpful to the body's um, hormonal uh, systems, digestive systems, all of the nutrients we need to support energy, you know, the benefits that our customers, when we survey them, say they get as a wellness and nutrition company, we always have to be careful with any claims or um, when we survey, I can say my own personal experience, but when we survey our customers, these are the things they say, right? Like, wow, in just a few days, many people say, I literally feel like I can push off my coffee. Like I feel some energy in the morning and then, wow, after a few weeks, I actually notice a difference in my digestive system. And 
that is mm. a huge unlock for many people, especially those with IBS mm. or Crohn's or um, bloating or other issues that they know are affecting other parts of their health, like brain fog and mobility and things like that. So, uh, and, and then there are more, right? People say resilience, they say immunity that takes longer to recognize, of course. And so just our mission is an obsession to have this very simple approach to investing in um, foundational nutrition be in the homes and habits of millions and millions and millions of people and to use that ethos to eventually launch a few more products. Um, we will. Okay. But this is the most important thing right now. And for our listeners, she's holding up a pouch of AG1, which I know very familiar. It's a part of my morning routine every day too. So, um, gosh, so much good stuff there, Kat. So I love this concept of like, uh, nutritional insurance. And I think, you know, to your point, everybody being pulled in a million directions every day, but can you, can you ha can you establish a baseline? Right. And I see, I see this as, you know, I agree that there is a certain amount of hype in the kind of health and wellness industry today. I also think that there are some companies out there that are just doing amazing work and whether they have um, products or devices or mm -hmm. what have you. And I think that um, it's getting easier in some ways to take ownership of your health. And to me, like this is one for me personally, this, the, you know, taking AG1 in the morning when it sounds like my routine is similar to yours. So like I get up in the morning mm -hmm. while we're getting the kids ready to go to school. i uh, mix up uh, some AG1 for myself. And I drink that while we're getting the kids ready for school. And, you know, coffee comes later. Um, yep. But <laughs> I don't think I've actually thought of it. I don't know that I've actually thought of it um, in the way that you're describing. It's almost like a, um, um, a cumulative effect of like starting your day with one habit. I mean, I, I'm familiar with that that concept of like, you know, win the, mor win the morning, win the day, like get up, work out, that sort of thing. I, I don't know if I'd, I'd necessarily thought of AG1 that way, but it makes a, makes a lot of sense. Um, but I think of it as sort of a component of, okay, I'm focused. I mean, listen, I'm a little bit of a sucker for like some of these health and wellness yeah. brands. Like <laughs> I, I love, I'm sleeping on an eight sleep. Me I'm too. wearing a whoop on my, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. So, um, but I, I love this. Um, I love being able to take ownership of my health and being able to monitor it. And and to me, this is like you know, there's you know a certain amount of pieces in that puzzle that every, every day I need to put together. And this is like one um, core component yeah. of that. So, um, but I like that. Um, the the fact that it's been iterated over um, time is really interesting to me. I heard that stat. I think I heard Chris talking about that on another podcast. And I was like, "What? Fifty one or fifty two times? Like that's that's really interesting. Um, that the product does not um, stay yeah. static." Now you mentioned um, AG One being a premium product, so let's let's talk about that because obviously you you have a absolute wealth of experience in the consumer space and have been involved with companies from, you know, Hooters to Cinnabon to many, many, many others. Right. Um, but maybe some of those were, were, um, you know, more, I don't know if you would describe them as more mass market mass appeal. Market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell me what, like how you think about a, a premium product and how you think about things like pricing. Mm -hmm. So one, for 
Athletic Greens as a company and for AG1 um, as this hero product, this flagship product. I'm so careful with words because I believe it is a mass market product, that it is on its way there. Like this company and this founder, if not personally and exclusively, um, was a major part of pioneering this foundational nutrition category. I mean, if you think about foundational nutrition products and you look back and go, what else would I have put in that category 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Probably a multi. By the, by the way, I have my multivitamins gone now. Um, yeah. Probiotics are gone, all that, all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So, so we even 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 the packaging angle, cat. I have a lot less packages hanging around my house because of because uh, all in one. Yeah, and so this, um, like, as a quick aside, that's why one of the branding talking points last year for at least um, the North American audience was you're going to need a smaller cabinet, right? Like that. I like that. Yeah. So brilliant copy, and um, and so. This idea of mass market, first and foremost, a product of this quality, of this simplicity, that is this good for health and therefore for how we walk through the world, must become a mass market product, right? Mm -hmm. It, is, it mm -hmm. is a damn shame if there are not more people investing in their foundational nutrition in such a simple way. At the same time, what is premium about it is the formulation, the quality that goes into it, which of course creates a premium cost base mm -hmm. and then a premium pricing tier. If you were to compare it to other products. Now the challenge is AG1 as a premium product. Now, again, if you do the math, what were you paying for your multivitamin, your probiotic? And, and for many of us, uh, who were already supplementing with other things, greens mm -hmm. or adaptogens or reds powders or blues powders or <laughs> all the things in our smoothies. Mm -hmm. um, the math makes sense really quickly. Like I saved money when as a customer, I switched. Mm. That's not true for everyone, right? Some people aren't, this is their supplementation journey. And so it is a big leap. And so first and foremost, there is clearly, it's a premium product in terms of quality sourcing. Also, we are NSF for sports certified. That most Americans don't even know what that is. Most people, now athletes know what it is. Professional mm. athletes know what it is. But we have a level of certification that we impose on ourselves because we were, of course, focused on serving high performers and athletes that put our product through a level of efficacy testing, ensuring there are no Ingredients that could be dopamines at the right levels are the right levels. So what we impose on ourselves for quality um, from a cost perspective, in addition to the ingredients we secure, like not all elderberry is, cre is created equal. Mm. Not all collagen is created equal. Yeah. Would you mind just like rattling off a few of the things that are in it? And like, I know, I know there's. It'd probably take it'd probably take the rest of the podcast to name them all, but just name like a few big ones, just just so people have an idea. Here we go. So uh, in the just phytonutrient blend, which is around a quarter of the ingredients. Again, this is so much more than greens. One of the reasons it was named renamed AG1, but in the phytonutrient blend. 
We have organic spirulina, lecithin, organic apple powder. That's a prebiotic. Mm. Um, we have organic wheatgrass juice powder, organic alfalfa powder, organic chlorella powder, organic barley, beetroot, rosehip, carrot root. I'm just reading the label. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll link to it, by the way, so our listeners can go check it out. But there, there's a lot of goods. Is all this stuff sort? Is this is it all? Um, is this all manufactured in New Zealand or all manufactured in New Zealand? Okay, okay. Or now. Okay. Um, okay. And so then, but then we there are other like herbs, milk thistle, which people have you know has connected to liver health. And uh, what else do we have? Hawthorn berry. I mean, these are, and then of course a whole multivitamin, multimineral mm -hmm, blend, mm -hmm. biotin and um, phosphorus, magnesium, zinc. Like the hence the replacing for most of us for multivitamin, multimineral, um, digestive en enzyme and super mushroom complex. Then we have an astralagus burdock root powder can i'm just reading um a reiki mushroom shiitake mushroom powder so the one it's 75 ingredients <laughs> mm. 75 ingredients it's been iterated 52 times and the sourcing of the highest quality like with research proven to be whether it's through um eastern methodologies or western medicine and pulling these things together, you hear a lot of mushrooms, right? A lot of plants. Uh, it is vegan. And so this idea of the power of nature, the power of plants, the power of nutrients um, to come together and essentially build uh, foundational nutrition. If you just want to really simplify it, nutrients and gut health. And mm. these two things together are superpowers for the rest of our body's functions. And... Um, this is not a meal replacement. It is not just a greens. Uh, it is It is not only one thing, right? It's many things. It actually replaces, the list is long, but for most people, nine common products purchased at, say, a Whole Foods in the supplement section. Multivitamin, mm. ultimineral, pro and prebiotic, um, uh, immunity support, like the degree of, of immunity supporting ingredients there, uh, pro and prebiotic. And then the list goes on hormone support, adrenal support, et cetera. Like these are all bottles. Those words I just listed are all bottles on a shelf mm -hmm. at Whole Foods that millions and millions and millions of people already believe, whether through their own work, research, or a, a doctor or functional medicine support team, believe are important to help them with their health needs and on their like nutritional journey. But just like in nature, a lot of things work better together. Um, mm. I literally was listening, just listening to Dr. Rhonda Patrick, um, talking about excessive red meat consumption. I am a meat eater, by the way, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, excessive red meat consumption being tied to certain types of cancer, but yet when they were consumed with a certain type of carbohydrate, mm. like potato, mm. that risk in the research was completely neutralized. Mm. So this you know, it's just an example. I think like, it makes sense. Some things when put together do more different and better. Even, you know, we sell D3 and K. It's very well known that those two things together make mm. the indiv individual things more powerful. And so this idea of synergy and then us not only sourcing that quality, blending it in a way that it's actually going to be tasty and it mm -hmm. doesn't, you're drinking 
grit or dirt. Uh, <laughs> when people see you drinking it, like, what is that? Yeah. And then, but you're like, actually, you're it's, like, it's it kind of tastes a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but all that to say, that was a long mm. way to say, it ain't cheap <laughs> mm. to do this and do this this well. Yeah. Well, of course, it is going to have a more premium price point. Where we have an opportunity to cut through some confusion right now is when people make price comparisons and they compare AG1 to a greens powder. You're comparing 75 ingredients of which a quarter of those ingredients are greens powders to a product that is only a greens powder. Right, right. And even if you just did that math, like what does that greens powder cost you? And what's three or four times that, right, you get to... Get to a number plus, plus what kind of quality are you getting with some random powder exactly. that you're picking up at GNC or something like that? Yeah. And, and, you know, and as a brand, it is not our style or our personality to shame, poo poo, call out other business. We're, we're mm -hmm. focused on just doing it well and doing it right. But the reality is, it's a premium product. And for many people, it is so worth it. Now, certainly subscribing makes it less expensive. Um, but again, if you do the math at less than $3 a serving, what is most important to me to show up effectively in the world? My health. Is my health not worth $2.80 a day? Are there other things I'm doing where I could take that money from? Now, of course, in the literal sense, as we've already talked about, I'm probably already spending that on supplements that this mm -hmm, covers mm -hmm. so and this is easier and super high quality and it's got incredibly high quality probiotics in it which most of these powders and supplements do not because it is not only expensive to do that well because probiotics die that off uh, die off and so you've got to put a good bit in there to make sure people get what is promised um it also doesn't taste good right probiotics can taste very chalky there's a reason mm. most people put it in capsules but our body is meant to eat stuff, right? It's meant to like have it get in our stomach and have it do the work. And so all of that is expensive. It is worth a premium price point. And, you know, as Chris and I have talked, we haven't raised prices in years and years. At, at some point, it will be time given. Mm, um, inflation and everything else, right? Yeah, I'm sure the yeah. input costs are all going up. And separate of inflation, all the things yeah. we've put in it, right? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, but we have to be so thoughtful uh, as we approach that and as we think about our roadmap for additional products, how we think about the direct-to-consumer model, uh, model, shipping costs, right? All these things are a part of that equation but I, I am on a vicious mission to debunk uh, people's talk track that is AG1 is expensive. It is not when you do this math we've talked about, right? It is um, a prioritized investment that if you're already supplementing is quickly sort of a break even if not something better. And if you're not supplementing, and so this is an incremental cost, and this is your kind of first step into the journey, like my husband's mom, like never subscribed to anything, never supplemented in her life, not a multivitamin, nothing. Uh, she's 65 and a runner and is blown away by how she feels, just more energy and faster recovery. She's an athlete. Um, 
And, and so this is expensive, right? When you, to her, right? She's like, oh, this is expensive. This is a new cost. But when she factors in the cost of her health and wellness, the speed of her recovery and other things she would otherwise be spending that money on, it's not expensive anymore, right? It's an investment now. And so this is a, a big part of our charge going forward is right-sizing the value equation and the value proposition. One, to get people to realize, do not compare it to a greens powder. This is so much more than greens. Like that's just not even apples to apples comparison. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like apples compared to a cornucopia, you know, fruits and vegetables and probiotics and, 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 and. Um, that alone helps go, okay, it's premium, meaning it's high quality, but the, what it, what I get for what I buy is high. There's yes, value yes. for money versus expensive. And there's so much value for every penny, right? For every scoop, for every portion. It's yeah. why a lot of our customers make jokes and cry when they spill a scoop of the green. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Or I, I go to shake the bottle once in a while and I'm like, no, it wasn't closed all the way. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but premium and yeah. pricing theory is, is that there's a continuum certainly from affordability to higher priced, but then all along that continuum for value is what do I get for it? Something can be inexpensive and high value. Yeah. Something can be very expensive and low value, low perceived value to a consumer. We want to be high value for money. And so we, we have to do a better job of some of this messaging and content and conversations yeah. to break through the veto vote. Because once people hear this conversation, um, they're like, oh, oh, so like $2.80 a day does make sense. And I'm probably already spending that in some way. This is easier. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about that because I think that's certainly your. You have a tremendous amount of expertise in the world of branding, and uh, I think I'm kind of, kind of curious to to talk about the challenge of, of branding um, athletic greens. Um, but I have to stop and say I love the ear the term you use. You're on a vicious mission. I, I think I might have to adopt that myself. And. You may have just titled this episode. I with that one, I don't know, but I like that a lot. Um, okay, so let's talk about the branding. Uh, let's talk about the branding. I don't know if you would describe it as a challenge or or how you would describe it, but tell me about your perception of the brand coming in. Now you've been involved for a while. You said you were mm -hmm. advising Chris for a year, but tell me about like your perception of the brand and then like where we are today and then like where you could see us going, you know, a few years down the road. And I'm curious, um, I come from a, a marketing kind of finance background, but I'm, I'm curious kind of what, what are some of the big tactics that you see kind of along the way to get you there? I mean, like many companies for, for the first chunk of your life, your brand is your product that, you know, they're sort of inseparable and then it expands to the experience with your team. And then as you start showing up in the world beyond your product in marketing, then that contributes to the perception of your brand. But brand is just a promise, a promise to the consumer, an emotional promise, a functional promise. Um, and, and then the degree to which we deliver on that, under-deliver, exceed, uh, leads to whether or not we are delighting people with the brand and the brand is doing work for us versus against us. And so over time, people want to know and feel the like the full humanity of a business and a brand. But at first, 
it is very simple, right? It's the product, make it amazing product, have it be so effective or high quality or loved that people reorder on their own without prompt and tell their friends. Like it's not, yep. you know, yep. not very complicated. Uh, but many people try to shortcut that cycle with hype, with incentives, with external capital, and then to juice the market and just get it out there. Mm. And there, there's no free lunch. There's no shortcut to foundational nutrition and there's no shortcut to building an amazing brand. You just got to do something really well that people value over time. Um, and then as the brand starts to, as the business starts to reach out to a broader consumer base, because we do believe we have a once in a generational like moment and opportunity given increased awareness of nutrition needs, certainly accelerated by COVID increased desire to do what you can about it that is within reach, um, a growth in the belief of if I don't make time for my wellness, I'm going to be forced to make time for my illness and, you know, all these things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that, that then says, wow, we need to talk to more people and not only be at the organic referral word of mouth stage of the business. And when you talk to more people, when you skip those layers of intimate, trusted referrals, now you've got more questions you have to answer, right? Because they're, you don't have the layers of trust and that leads to more marketing. And then how does the brand show up when we go out into the world beyond a picture of the product and a list of the ingredients? What are we about? What do we help you think mm -hmm. and feel and do? And if you're an AG1 customer and subscriber, it's a very intimate product, right? It's like, for me, in my quietest moment in the morning or the way my husband and I do it, we always come down and one of us makes a double dose and then I drink half and he drinks half. Uh, my wife's not on it yet, but I have a feeling <laughs> after this episode that may change. And, um, and so this idea of helping people realize it's a very intimate act, but it is a part of a movement, right? Like, Millions of people have been doing this in the morning and hundreds of thousands of people daily are doing exactly what you're doing. It's a part of a movement in a community that we have only just scratched the surface of talking to and connecting and investing in and building. And so one, we have to bring more humanity into our, you know, our brand. That's Chris's story. We're still founder led. Um, that is describing this idea of what investing in your foundational nutrition enables, you know, the ability to appreciate mm -hmm. life's wonders, the ability to um, do everything from geek out and go down the rabbit hole of nutrition and science if you want, or to just live a light and fun life because you have less worry connected to health if you are building a stronger um, nutritional foundation that empowers your health ownership journey. And so that's all got to come through in the brand without losing sight of it's still about the product, telling that right story of the product, having people feel its quality, continuing on our continuous improvement journey. There will be an iteration 53. They're like, we're going to keep going, cool. right? And, but what we're going to do is do a better job of talking about that and, mm. and why that should have any customer feeling like, wow, this is a company that they don't sell a lot of things, but if they're selling anything, it must be worth it. It must be important. Yeah. Um, and it helps me because it's so simple 
and I'm worth that simplicity. I'm worth that minute. I'm worth that $2.83 or whatever it is as a subscriber. I'm worth it. And then the rest of my life becomes a little lighter and I build healthier habits. And so our branding and our messaging has to do a more intentional job of telling that story for people who are hearing about us out of context, you know, in an ad. It's not their best friend who's a runner telling them how important it is. That's still happening. But it's mm -hmm, going to accelerate mm -hmm. uh, getting into people's lives. And we have to also broaden our outreach beyond that. But that is skipping trusted steps. And that's why the branding, the visual representation of the brand, which has evolved, showing more women, showing a more diverse group of people in different life stages, not just athletes. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. certainly fueling high performance is a part of our story and a part of what drove such a high quality formulation, but I'm a, I'm a life lead, right? I don't think of myself as an athlete. I'm a mom of two young kids. That's incredibly busy. My husband's an ultra endurance athlete. Like he's the literal. I've seen, I've seen yeah, some of the like crazy literal, stuff he does. Yeah. Uh, customer target from the early days of athletic greens and AG one. Um, but I, I represent a growing consumer target of women and busy women in the world, um, those who are caring for others, whether they be moms or business founders, CEOs, people who are influential in their community. Like we got to be healthy to show up in the world. Um, yeah. And so that branding, that brand work also has to very literally speak to a broader group than our origins while still celebrating. There are still many people who have gotten deep into fitness who may not have heard of AG1, who don't realize the benefits. So we have a lot of brand work to do to, to connect on an emotional level as well as storytelling functional benefit. Let, let, me, let me ask you just, just one um, kind of follow-up on that because I think of AG1 as, as sort of a premium product today. Now, maybe as you say, they're, you know, I think it makes sense in some way, shape or form for this to, to go mass market. Um, but when I think about premium brands and I, and I even think about things like, uh, like luxury brands, like think about like an LVMH or something mm -hmm. like that. Like I've always thought about this concept of like conspicuous consumption. Right. And so it's like, you want when you're you're buying an LVMH bag, you um you're there's a part of you that's buying it so that other people see you walking around with it. And a lot of this we probably just do uh, almost subconsciously, like yeah, oh sure, I'll take that Peloton T-shirt, or sure, just wearing the Whoop is sending some kind of signal um, about me. Um, I wonder. I I mean, I I feel like Athletic Greens is like the type of brand that. Uh, it does say something about you and it's a, it says, Hey, like I kind of take, you know, I take my health seriously and invest in myself and all that. Um, and so like, I don't know, I could see myself pimping a athletic AG one trucker hat or like, uh, you know, a, a Yeti or something like that. Like, um, I don't know, cat, I'm just asking you if we're going to get some merch sometime. That's really what I'm asking. When merch, merch, I will tell you, it is so again, this is just the opportunity we have yeah. as a business. And I have no problem being critical of our own business because so much, obviously, of what I've shared is fangirl. Um, but the list of things we need to do better is long. And we literally have customers saying, take my money. <laughs> and we're making it very hard for that. Um, and, but they're also saying more, you know, in a higher order sense, what you're saying, which is I'm proud 
of mm. this relationship, it says something. And so better, like there is a little bit of swag out there, but more and better is coming. Um, I mean, okay, I'll okay, just leave okay. it okay. I'm going to be one of your first customers. Yeah. I, uh... You're not the first uh, to ask. You will not be the last. And it makes us really yeah. proud that there are people who find affiliation and aspiration. And, and the team did a great job evolving the brand. It's like a beautiful, modern look and feel. And so whether it's water bottles, like we have to upgrade our shaker bottle. It's fine yeah. for now, but we I got, have a I got long some recommendations. Because like this one, this one I got oh. on Amazon, it's like a nice glass bottle with like a bamboo top. Yeah. And I was like, why am I not paying double for this and having it say Athletic Greens on it, you know, or AG1? Exactly. There's like, there's a basic, you know, upgrade that we should have yeah. for all yeah. subscribers. And then there's creating more premium offerings for those who want. I mean, we are a carbon neutral um and planetary neutral business and so we are super intentional about shipping weight mm. and sustainability and all the you know it's easy for things to be greenwashed but if you're shipping glass yeah. everywhere one you're going to radically increase cost for everyone but you also are burning up you know a lot yeah. more fuel and so we are also on a sustainability journey. Um, and it, I mean, we're already in a place I'm very proud of, but we're on a journey. And so we've just got to make sure whatever we do back to the AG1 philosophy of is best for most people and is best for most of the planet. Like whatever is going to be the main thing that goes to people's homes regularly every month, we need to keep it light, high quality, carbon efficient sustainable and, and we keep upgrading things there and there are people who would pay for more premium options that we could put in there as needed and wanted um, and we can have the right whether it's production processes or carbon offsets or whatever these things are for that to make sure we're also really thoughtful like you can't be for the body and be against the planet right mm. like that it we don't it, and so that's incredible we don't talk about it a lot as a business we will more going forward we're going to release our first ever impact report in a couple weeks cool um, talking about what we've done again we hold ourselves to a higher standard than mm. our consumers do but we want to keep it that way um so but merch sustainable merch mm. thoughtful planet conscious merch um swag or gear we like the Ooh, word gear yeah, given yeah. athletic greens um is yeah, coming yeah. so many of us are Rounds like my house is full of some pretty cool AG. Huh? Oh, well, darn! I knew we should have done this in person. Well, no, <laughs> um, and and that'll help us think about what. It, and, and then we're going to take our most loyal yeah. subscribers and spend more time yeah. with them and just show them stuff and be like, "What are your recommendations? What's your favorite water it. bottle? From Yetis to coffee mugs to hats to what? Yeah. What would you love?" And we want to get that out to you and then make it available to a broader group. Super cool. Okay, listen, um, I told you we'd get you out of here by 10 o'clock, so we have four minutes. I have mm, 50 questions left, so mm -hmm. we might have to skip a couple. I was gonna ask you about all your routines and what's non-negotiable for you and your physical and mental health. I don't think we're gonna get there today. I'm gonna link to some other podcasts where you've, where you've talked about a lot of this stuff. Um, so let me just uh, give you my big final question to finish, and that is, what is one thing that you have figured out thus far in life? I know this is a big question um, mm -hmm. that you think maybe most others 
might not have figured out yet. So what's one big thing that you've kind of think that you have figured out at this point? Something I have figured out, interesting question. Um, thinking of something I might not have discussed on other podcasts or interviews very much um, is the idea of energy management over time management. And I have learned the things that giveth and taketh <laughs> my energy, what foods, what people, what activities, um, what uh, decisions I make. And that's a very higher order thing that I've figured out. But really energy, right? Like protecting energy. And then when I even, if when I go down the rabbit hole and geek out, I think about some of Dr. Peter Atiyah, some of, some of Huberman's, but also, but in particular recently, Dr. Peter Atiyah's podcasts, and he's an advisor and investor to AG, um, is this idea of like mitochondrial health. And so energy management is more the outcome of what I feel and then how I move through the world. Um, and my, my personality, my commitment to something, whether I can give it my all, my emotional health that's connected to that. But really underneath, it's this idea of mitochondrial health. Like what are the, how am I reducing stressors? Um, be they physical or chemical or emotional? Um, and, and then how am I increasing my mitochondrial health, my body's systems that can, you know, give me power, um, like actual power to, to then create output. Um, and this idea of how my body works being the energy production engine, and then turning that into mechanical power, how I go, you know, the energy I have to play with my kids, the energy I have to wake up early and enjoy coffee with my husband, um, to be like all in for my team at work, no matter what's going on. Um, that this idea of energy management is more important than time management. They are connected, but they are not equal. And so my, my energy management comes before my time management. And so if there's, if there are too many things in a day that diminish my energy, things I have to spend my time on, food that I shouldn't be eating, not enough movement, right? These are energy diminishing things Then I have to on balance, look at things that fill the bucket. Um, and so that's movement, that's nutrition. Um, there are some days that I smash multiple AG1s. Yes. You know, so this idea of, I do have an equation in my mind of what is optimal energy for me. And it really connects to my happiness and how I feel. And then I use that for not only what time am I spending on what things and protecting for which things, but then what am I doing in that time? how high quality is what I'm doing in that time. And on the whole, because not everything is energy giving, <laughs> on the whole, at the end of every week, have I spent my time on things that have more energy contributing elements than those that have energy draining elements? I, I absolutely love that one. It, um, it reminds me of an interview I just did with um, Natalie Rachel Sinyard, who's a behavioral economist and an expert on burnout. And we were talking about strategies to avoid burnout. And a lot of the same tactics that she talks about, I think, are just um, reflected in what you just said. So it's things like spending time in nature, um, spending time with that group of people that are your deep 
meaningful relationships and that give you energy. Um, and, and also maybe just to kind of loop it back to the beginning of this conversation, um, spending time on the really important, you know, purpose, mission driven things in life. Right. It's like the few things that matter most and being aware and then taking action on the things that are just that they're things, whether it's material things or, um, routine behaviors that are just inertia and habits that are no longer serving us if they ever did. And then continually refining that to prioritizing the things that matter most. Doesn't mean you don't occasionally do other things, but having real clarity on values and what creates health and wellness and peace and happiness and energy and prioritizing that and habit stacking that um, as much as you can is like a super unlock. I totally agree. And, and I feel like if you have clarity on purpose and you truly believe in it, like it sounds like you believe in what you're doing with Athletic Greens, that is a massive, massive tailwind. Like you can get through a lot of hows, to use a cliche, if you deeply believe in, in the why. And yeah. it sounds like you, you believe in that why. So awesome. I love that one, Kat. That's, uh, that's right up there with the top answers to that question. So pretty good right off the fly. I like that. Um, okay. Uh, let's get you out of here. Where, where can people find you? Where can they find Athletic Greens? Um, and I heard there might be a book in the future. If you want to plug that, go for it. Yeah. One day, hopefully by the end of this year, a uh, book, coming oh, cool. leadership principles. And awesome. I have my sub stack, you know, where people can see a lot of my frameworks that it's yep. sort of an archive for my frameworks over time. And people can subscribe to that to just have access, uh, to those. And I very busy, uh, helping Chris build in the team, build AG. So my posting is far less frequent, uh, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. And so if people want a deeper dive on some of my brand and business and leadership principles, it's, it's there. Cool. And Kat is also getting deeply involved in the world of NFTs and web three. We didn't have a chance to cover that today. Maybe there's a part two at some point. So, um, Kat, thank you so much. I'm seriously grateful for you taking some time out of your schedule to do this. It's, it's really, means a lot to me. And I think, uh, I hope it'll mean a lot and, and ultimately help um, our listeners as well. Awesome. Thank you. Hey everyone. It's Greg again. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kat Cole. Um, I would encourage you to follow Kat on Twitter and to check out her newsletter as well. I will link to both of those in the show notes to make it easy for you. Um, also, if you're interested in trying out Athletic Greens for yourself, I am putting a link in the show notes that will get you five travel packs for free. Um, listen, I only mention products on this podcast that I truly believe in myself. And as I think you can probably tell from that conversation, Athletic Greens is definitely one of those. Finally, come on over to gregcampion.substack.com and sign up for my bi-weekly newsletter, Intentional Wisdom. Every other Thursday, you'll hear from me with the best of what I'm learning on careers, habits, motivation, physical and mental health, you name it, uh, from people just like Kat. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.